All right, guys, as you know, rating and review means so much to me. And so today I want to do a special shout out to Bounce Ruby 2013. This podcast has made me cry and smile. God, I love that review. Thank you so much, Bounce Ruby 2013. It is estimated that 3.5 billion people worldwide use social media, and that number is growing by about 1 million people every single day. That's 45% of the world's population, and that many people spend on average two hours a day on one platform or another, making that roughly, wait for it, six years of our entire lives. Now, I grew up before social media was around, so I didn't have to deal with the pressures on a global scale like today's teenagers. Getting made fun of in school, I'm not gonna lie, it sucked, but it was in front of maybe 10 people. Today, cyberbullying is like an aerial firefighter dropping gasoline on a wildfire. And now, even as an adult, it's not easy dealing with the pressures that come with being on social media. The judgment, the comparisons, the negativity, yep, it's all easily accessible just by one press of a button. Now, what I'm saying isn't new. We are hearing more and more about how social media is causing depression, social anxiety, lack of self-confidence, and even obsessive compulsive disorder. Yes, according to some, social media will be the downfall of modern civilization. But what about all the great things it's brought? Facebook was Quest's main marketing tool when all we had were rolling pins and knives in a kitchen we rented by the hour. It was Facebook that allowed us to communicate directly with our customers and bring immediate value with our product. That's how we grew 57,000% in our first three years alone. And what about the fact that I'm able to connect with my mum daily on Instagram, who lives thousands of miles away? Yes, there are definitely two sides to this issue, and I think it's important to discuss how we navigate the challenges and use it as a superpower instead of allowing it to be our kryptonite. And so today, I wanted to do a different kind of show. I wanted to bring on incredible women who have lived both sides of the coin. Women who know only too well how social media can both be rewarding and corrosive. So first, I'd like to introduce to you to the grandmother of YouTube, the tech geek herself, <laughs> I Justine. I was like, hmm, that has to be here. <laughs> Grandma's here. <laughs> yes, she is. In 2007, she decided to set up a camera and film herself opening 300-page phone bill she received. What she didn't realize was that phone bill would pay back in dividends. She posted the video on YouTube, and like Mount Vesuvius, the internet erupted. With over 3 million views in the first 10 days alone, along with international news coverage, iJustine went viral. Going on to post nearly 30 videos a week, she was the 103rd person to join Instagram and one of the first people on Twitter. Yes, this woman of impact was certainly impacting. But the pressures became too overwhelming, and it was then that she realized she had the power to change it. So she listened to herself, focused on what she loved, and allowed her true authentic self to lead. Now a game room vlogger, she has an army of over 10 million subscribers across multiple platforms and over a billion views on YouTube. As one of the most successful influencers of all time, it's safe to say she certainly knows a thing or two about social media. My next and final guest needs no introduction, but it would be my honor, so I'm going to in a way. The indomitable Cassie Ho. After graduating and moving to Boston, this woman of impact felt like she had left her Pilates students from college hanging. So she decided to film a routine and upload it to something called YouTube. 
Little did she or anyone else know, this would be the birth to her juggernaut of a brand, Pop Pilates and Blogilates. And only a few years later, in a groundbreaking partnership, 24-hour fitness would make Pop Pilates the official Pilates format of their gyms in the US, over 4,000 classes streaming live every month around the world. Listed by Forbes as one of their most emerging and most successful social media marketers, Cassie has been featured on Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, People Magazine, Cosmopolitan, Seventeen, and the New York Times, as well as grace the cover of Health Magazine. I'm out of breath just saying that. <laughs> but with over 4.5 million subscribers on YouTube, and guys, just to put that into perspective, that's almost the entire population of New Zealand the pressure of being in the spotlight and the need to be perfect all the time just became too much. So she crunched, squatted and lunged back at the haters in a video titled The Perfect Body by addressing the misconceptions social media has on body image. And no pill could fight how viral the video went. With now close to 14 million views, it is clear this woman brings more heat than the hottest wings on the Scovian scale. And safe to say, she certainly knows a thing or two about social media. So guys, please welcome to a very special edition of Women of Impact. I feel like you need a <laughs> round of applause. Guys, you need a round of applause. Oh Those, I had to trim your intros so much. Those were just like the super highlights. Um, and where I really want to start is like really from the beginning where you guys are starting on social media because I want this to be really relatable for everyone watching and listening as well. So you start social media and your first hate message comes in. What do you do? Okay, so when I put up my first YouTube video, I was really afraid that my first negative comment was gonna be, oh, her form's not good enough. Like, her abs aren't sucked in and her shoulders aren't lifted. Like, look at the point in her toe, it's not there. I really thought that's yeah. what my hate comments were gonna be. But the first one I got was about my body instead. Mm. It was like, oh, she doesn't have abs. Like, if she's been doing all this Pilates, like, why does she look like that? And that really made me so sad. I cried and I like laid on my bed in a fetal position because it really shot at something that I had been struggling with my whole life because mm -hmm. I grew up chubby. And so anytime someone would say something about my body, I took it very personally. So to have it done online and for me to go out on YouTube just teaching, I thought this was about the workout. It wasn't about my body. It suddenly became about my body. Um, and it brought back all the memories from childhood. Mm. So it was super hurtful. And it's hard because they will pick the one thing uh -huh. that you're so insecure yep. about and just chip away at is it. Is it they'll pick the one thing or is it that you get so many people that say different things and the ones that are so ridiculous you almost dismiss, but yeah. the second it's actually like a real thing, a real thing yeah. that yeah. like touches on something. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my first hate message fairly recently. They basically said, how can someone like you who is so skinny do a TEDx talk? Like you shouldn't wow. be promoting what? your body, your body. Wow. And I've been so sick. My health has been so bad for four years. I would love to be able to eat a cake and not think about it. Yeah. Um, but it touched on something that was so deeply emotional for me because I'm, I'm struggling with it. Mm. So I was like, I wanted to give a reason behind it. Did you guys ever feel, find yourselves doing that? Like kind of justifying something or like, no, no, no. But if you really knew, yeah, well, I think they see the bits and pieces of things because that's what social media mm -hmm. is. It's so fragmented. Mm -hmm. So you see one small version, you see one photo, you see one video, and you decide to jump on and just kind of form your opinion. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they've been there from the beginning, they'll know that you know maybe mm -hmm. this video is building on something else mm -hmm. or maybe I'm being extra crazy on this video because this is something that everyone knows that I love. But it's 
it's not like it's no one has been there from the beginning they just see one thing and they just immediately try to make their own judgments and it's sometimes I also think like I can't fault them because this is all they see mm. and they don't know the story and it's so hard because that like I keep just going through the struggle with myself I'm like no that's not okay but wait they don't know they don't understand so it's like I'm making excuses for them uh -huh. so it's like you're going through this whole process and I'm like okay I'm just gonna go outside like I can't be dealing with this right is now. Is that actually what you do? I you would like put your phone and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And I'll go take a nap. That I mean, I honestly, like, sleep for me is, like, how I recharge. Like, there will be just days where after traveling, I'm like, I need a day. Like, I can't do anything. Mm. Like, I'm going to just sit here and think about all the things that I should be doing. But also just, like, you know, enjoy that moment because you have to recharge. Mm. And sometimes it does have that reset factor. I can't fall asleep because all I'm doing is thinking about it. I don't know how you, like, shut it out of your mind. I don't know. I've always just been able to fall asleep. So I'm really? definitely lucky. But I know a lot of people do struggle with that. Like, yeah. even my sister, like, she just can't fall asleep. Like, we will share a hotel room together. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm passed out, won't move for, like, six hours. And yeah. she's up there, like, thinking and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, people do operate differently. Mm -hmm. So it's, it really is just finding that thing that works for you which sometimes it takes forever, but when you finally do, it's so rewarding. But um, how do you know when you're getting a criticism or a comment, how do you assess it and say like, this could be true? Because I think constructive criticism mm. can help improve yeah. you. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, is this constructive? Or is this just spiteful? Well, I think you have to have self-awareness. Like you, as a human, you know when something's true. You may not like it. Mm. It may take you an hour or so to finally come to terms with the fact. And that's why I really do like talking to Sam because he'll be like, all right, like I know you're upset, but you know that's like a weakness mm. that you have or something. And then you don't like it, but you know it's true, so you have to work on it. And to be honest, when you listen to the constructive criticism, your channel gets better, your brand gets better because it's true. It's that stuff that you don't want to get into that you have to dive right into. And it hurts in the beginning, but it's so good for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think you can definitely tell. I mean, a yeah. lot of the constructive criticism, like they are not saying it to actually hurt you. Yeah. So you do learn. I mean, everything is a learning process from mm. posting things online to just, just anything, really. I like that intention. Like, what is someone's intention when they're saying it? Is it to like, try and pull you down yeah. or is it to like hey like you could get better because of this I think that makes yeah. such a difference it's always the, the worst though because I'm like man I know it's true yeah <laughs> but yeah. I'm like yeah okay you're telling me all these terrible things like telling me to go die I'm like okay I get it I've heard that before yeah, yeah. come no up with something deal. a little more creative but like has anyone ever said that to your face no. Yeah, right. No one's ever said any okay. of the mean things that they've said online to my face. So literally, if you turn off your phone and put mm. it away, it kind of didn't happen because mm. no one has ever been that mean to my face. So they were too cowardly to even tell you. So I just discount that. Yeah. And again, yeah. I mean, I just always have this conversation with myself thinking like, what is this person going through that made them say right. that? Right, right, and right, I mean, right. like I find myself scrolling through seeing everybody having so much fun and I'm like, I'm down right now. Like I'm not having a good time. Everyone else is having fun. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> even like, though you know yourself, cause you even just said, yeah. it's a snippet of a certain person's life. So you know intellectually, yeah. it's just a portion of their life. Yeah, it does turn into just a snippet and I also fall into that because I have posts that I schedule when I'm either traveling or dealing with family mm. stuff or you know personal things no one would ever know because my social media existence still lives mm. and I think it is trying to figure out what that fine line of is how much do I let you into my life now because like I streamed my life for 24 7 for six months straight That's I was vlogging for I mean like almost 10 years That's so and crazy. it just it really did hit a point where I was uh -huh. like I'm sharing too much I am ruining myself. I am not myself anymore. Who am I? Am I doing this for them? Am I yeah. me? I don't know. So it's like you go through these just 
kind of internal debates and then mm -hmm. I just you know found activities outside of the internet that were for me only and I think that was the, the best thing that I could have ever done. That was your biggest breakthrough is it do something for you? Yeah, just for me, no one else and don't post about it and mm -hmm. I think I, although we've slightly been talking about it but I started training in jiu-jitsu and for me that opened like this whole world of I'm doing this for myself I go to train, I put my phone away, and like I'm on the mat, no one knows who I am. It's just something that I'm doing for myself, and it's been so incredible. And for me, like I walked into that gym feeling so incredibly weak, like I could not do anything, you know, physically, mentally, and it's just over the course of a year, like I've learned so much about myself, and it's just it just rips down those walls of mm -hmm. vulnerability because you have to be vulnerable. It's like you're going in and training in something that you've never done, you know nothing. And it's so rewarding to just be able to, to learn from people who know that craft. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, taking that, for example, like find something that you can do for yourself that is just for you. But it's hard because until you hit that point, you're not going to realize that the stuff we're saying is just going to float away. Yeah, you're going to yeah, be yeah. like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you need that information, yeah. like it's going to mean nothing to you. Yeah. Because like I would hear people talk about this stuff all the time. I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever. I'm fine. Cool. And then when you do hit that point, like it's, it's okay. Like you have to listen to yourself. Like if you have to take a day off, like do it. That's yeah. what I was going to ask because there's people at home now that like all, everything you guys did, right? Like 24 hours, that's insane, um, for six months. But people are looking at you saying, but that's how you got so big. It is. And I think you have to make sacrifices, okay. which we were talking about too. Like when I was doing that, one of my best friends at the time, she was like, you're either going to choose this camera mm -hmm. or you're going to choose me and I'm moving out. And wow. like the crazy person, I was like, no, this is it. I'm doing this. This is something. And like I had so much belief in what I was doing, even though you know it was live stream, no one was doing it. Justin TV was the the precursor to Twitch. Like wow. sometimes when I think about how insane that is, and the fact that I chose you know the internet and technology over one of my best friends, who uh -huh. now thankfully we've reconciled and we're still great friends. Oh good. But, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> but it's it's you have to make sacrifices. You know, I've sacrificed a lot of stuff, and I know you have as well. Mm -hmm. Like friendships, relationships, so many things have kind of you've had to push away until you get to a point mm -hmm. where you can have that luxury of being able to choose. Because I mean, you do have to make sacrifices and it, it sucks, but when your health and stuff kind of becomes a priority, you do have to realize that that's more important than the internet or anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, is there ever, I should, like, do you ever feel like you're responsible to share your life? No, like, where do you make that line? Yeah, I mean, I think I share a lot. I mean, I do, I love Instagram stories. Like Instagram stories for me has replaced vlogging. So like I do share, me saying that I don't share a lot is actually sharing a lot. <laughs> so I don't want to say that I don't, but I think it's just drawing the line of like, okay, if I don't want to share like a family outing or like, mm -hmm. you know, just whatever, like you, you don't have to. So I think you have to feel that, that need to post so much just kind of like drives you crazy. And I also like to have content scheduled. So if there is a week that I'm traveling or something or God forbid something awful happens, like I have content that can just make it seem like everything's fine, which... I mean, it kind of sucks because it's like sometimes I feel like I'm not living, mm. like I'm living sort of a lie, but I feel like that's what social media is, which is the root of the problem. Mm. So, well, social media has evolved, right? Because like, yeah. it's become really like this completely different landscape that um, is really fueled by things that are most entertaining, which sometimes is the drama. Yeah. <laughs> we all know the people that post purely for the drama mm -hmm. to get the followers, mm -hmm. and they're trying to be um, controversial yeah. on purpose. Um, I try not to judge people. I think that, yeah. you know, that's not very nice, but I don't think that that helps um, society. And that was why I really wanted to do this episode because yeah. it's like, it's much easier to take on the hate when you've got a 
great company behind you, you've built it, you're like, okay, well, this sucks, but I've got, you know, my business, I can always turn to that. But what about that person that's at home that's part of like a hate back and forth with someone else that they don't have like society either cheering them on or not? What do you do in situations like that? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm thinking back to a real situation that mm-hmm. happened uh, a few months ago. Uh, we had released our PopFlex line, a new one, and we only were able to go up to size 12, which is very in line with standard, like Lululemons and stuff like that. But previously, we had released plus-size collections, mm-hmm. but there was an issue with manufacturing that did not allow us to finish up our plus-size, but we needed to release in time. So anyway, I released a collection up to 12, and people were really upset and I totally get it because they feel like they can't wear my clothes and they're on this fitness journey. But somehow one person got through to my DMs and I read one of the most hateful messages ever saying like, Cassie, you, uh, you are a body shamer. You want your fans to feel bad about their bodies. You don't care about women who are larger than a 12. Like it was just raining down on me and I was really, really upset. It was one of those, like, I, I feel like I had a mental breakdown. I was crying. Mm. I was like, no, like this is not my brand. It was one comment. It was hateful. However, it was constructive at the same time. And so what I ended up doing with that, um, obviously I had to talk to Sam about it. <laughs> and then I said, you know what, why don't we do a huge survey to see what does the physical body of my uh what what do my fans actually look like Mm. what sizes do i really need to serve and so we sent out this survey and over four thousand people filled out the inches of their bust their waist their hips wow four thousand people to do that that's amazing they actually did that and it was so interesting because the data that i got from that calmed me down because we found out exactly what our audience looks Mm. like Um, but i think you were asking about someone at home right by themselves that was a great example though but yeah let's say someone at home can you imagine that person's probably struggling with they're struggling body image as well they're like oh man i was so excited so it's i I get it yeah from both perspectives but that's so hard for you as a business owner too like you are personally being attacked yeah it was personally being attacked one part that wasn't true but one part i understand what you're saying so i think again being able to talk it out and taking that as feedback and saying, what can I do with this? You got to turn that negativity into positivity because it's still energy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You just got to transfer it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about then the response, the responsibility, quote unquote, that you guys have now? Um, do you think that being on a social platform or being very, you know, out there, well known, um, how much responsibility do you feel, and how much does that weigh on you? I feel a lot of responsibility. So much responsibility mm. that I sometimes just don't post anything. That's because, what I was going to yeah. ask. It's like, I mean, I used to post so much, but mm. it, it's just sometimes I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to upset somebody. I don't want to talk about this phone because then yeah. this phone manufacturer might get upset. I'm like, mm. am I like really worried that like, you know, this company is going to get upset? But like it does. And a lot of that stuff does affect brands and things like that. So it's just like, I try to be very careful about the things that I do say. And, you know, I do try to keep a very clean image. I try not to swear and keep mm-hmm. everything very clean because I know there's little kids watching. Mm. And I know there's so much content on YouTube and the internet that they should not be watching. So I just want to know that this is a safe place. You can come be a nerd and be cool because it wasn't cool back when I was growing up. <laughs> and, you know, and it sucks because, like, I remember what it was like. So how do you balance that then with making sure that you're always authentic? I don't even make videos usually about things that I don't like. Like, mm. everything that I'm doing are things that I genuinely love, and I love making okay. videos. And, you know, I want it to be something that everyone can can kind of 
kind of enjoy, but I also feel like there's a few different versions of myself. Mm. Like they're all the same person, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, this is Justine on camera. She's not gonna say anything bad. Well, I think the authenticity part is difficult. Now for my YouTube content, I am a fitness instructor. What I'm teaching is exactly what I'm teaching. That's fine. When it comes to Instagram or my blog, mm -hmm. that's where I run into these issues of like, I want to talk so much more about something, but people will tear me down about things that I honestly don't think they should be offended by, but they are. Um, for example, what I got, I got um, when I was first on the cover of Health Magazine, I said, I'm really proud to be one of the first Asian Americans, maybe the first Asian American to be featured on the cover. And then I got some emails back saying, Cassie, um, I always saw you uh, as colorless, so can you t please take race out of this? Whoa. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, and of course I don't want that stuff to affect me, but it affects me of and course. I feel like I pulled back a little bit, right. I've said less, and I really don't like that yeah. because I started out Blogilates with one workout video and also my blog where I felt like that was my actual mm -hmm. diary. I would write exactly how I felt about stuff. And when you're smaller, the people who follow you are really on board. They love it. As you get bigger, you get more people trickling in who may not know your whole story. And you know what? If people want to unfollow, please, because I don't think you need to be a part of this conversation. I just need to be authentically me. So on Instagram and my blog, I plan to continue to do what I was doing before all of this craziness came in. But it, it is hard. It is really hard. Mm. It's just so interesting because in each category of like the internet, like yeah. fitness, and what's so cool about like our little girl group is we yeah. all have such like niche things that we do, like fitness and music and tech and cooking and comedy. So it's it's crazy because we all are doing something different. We all have the same exact problems. Mm. And that's not just like us. It's like the people at home watching as well. And I think that was, you know, like the point of this too is it is awful, but it's also incredible. Like I would have never met you guys uh -huh. if it wasn't for the internet. I, we right. we wouldn't be here talking this about this. Light. Having this opportunity, I mean, it has completely changed my life. I mean, definitely for the better. I mean, if I'm feeling alone, I go on Twitter, I have friends mm -hmm. and they're there. And it's, it is really just, it's incredible. I mean, because I know we are bashing it a lot. Right. So, but it is trying to find no, like, I think it's amazing. that balance of, yes, there is destructive qualities of it, but it's because we're doing that to ourselves and letting it happen. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, I think you just sometimes have to realize like, what is this issue and how can you change it? And I don't know, I mean, I still absolutely love it. It's just, it is sort of a love-hate sometimes. Mm. And it's just trying to find the good. And I would have never met you guys. I it wasn't right, but that's really important as well. So thank you for bringing that up because really, like I wanted to talk about like navigating the problems, but it's, I wanna talk about how much it has changed the world in a positive way. For sure, I mean, just like news, and even if it's fake news, it's still <laughs> like, this is how like I get all of my information, how yeah. I make friends. I mean, like I was definitely, I'm, I'm still like kind of shy, even though I'm like an extrovert online, but no, like I'm extremely an introvert. So for me, most of my friends that I have met, I have met online. And it's just, it's crazy because as soon as I found the internet, I was like, oh, I'm not alone. And you know, I mean, that feeling, just being like a 12 year old girl, like mm, liking these right. things, I was like, oh cool, there's other people that like this. So like, I felt like I, I belonged. And I think now that's on such a grand scale. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's like somehow we just have to fight through this hate and just like, we do have to deal with it. And it, it's, it's awful. Because like you said, there are amazing things that can come out with it so if you incredible. can deal with the hate. Yeah. I mean, like taking your community cast, you've built a community of people where everyone like, 
understands each other, mm -hmm. resonate with each other. And we wouldn't have that if the internet didn't exist, right? Yeah, I'm sure true. there's many girls out there that would have felt alone if they hadn't have found you and your community. Talk to me a bit about that and what your community is saying and like, uh, like from, from their eyes. No, Blogilates would not be around had it not been for YouTube, like 100%. I am a group fitness instructor, I love teaching, but you're you're restricted by the times you can teach, where you can teach, right. the physical location, how mm -hmm. many people can be in your class. So being able to upload that first video and thinking it really was only for my 40 students at um, 24 Hour Fitness before I moved off, and then seeing that thousands of people were watching it, asking for more, and now I could be teaching globally while I'm sleeping too, like that was really cool. And so um, it's been incredible to see that girls are doing my videos in their bedroom, like how when I was growing mm. up, I was doing Mari Windsor's Pilates DVDs in my bedroom, like, and then seeing those girls grow up to get certified in Pop Pilates and then be teaching at the gyms wherever in their communities, becoming a local leader. like. That's been super duper cool, and that would not have happened 100% without YouTube. Mm. And anytime you have a group of people going through the same journey, mm. it's just so helpful and useful for everyone because you understand each other. So when someone is falling down, they're failing, they can see that this girl picked herself up and did it, and I can right. too. And so even if I'm not there to write a comment back to them or to talk to them or whatever, another girl can help her and so that community aspect is so important and a lot of people going through weight loss journeys or fitness transformations their whole family might be unhealthy and making fun of them for working out like what are you doing but when you have someone anywhere being like yeah I believe you you've got this you can really transform your life and then end up transforming the lives of the people around you so it is really important interesting you say that yeah it's like even when I started jujitsu I'm like I want to be the best I'm gonna train every single day I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and then I got hurt and I couldn't do anything and uh -huh. I was like Okay, so I'm like, well, what can I do instead of doing this to prepare for when I'm better? Yeah. So then got more into yoga or doing this uh -huh. and doing weight training and then watching YouTube videos. I was like, I learned so much just watching YouTube videos. You can videos. learn so much. I learned, I learned so much. Like YouTube is education. Like education doesn't stop after school. You keep yeah. learning through Google and everything. It's mm -hmm. amazing. But I like what you said too, you we were talking about like the people around you, like families and things like that. Like it, it is hard because if someone isn't on that same journey with you, it's really hard to mm -hmm. fall right back off because I've definitely done the same thing where I'm like, well, everybody else is eating ice cream. I'm like, well, I might as well too, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then it's just like a yeah. downward mm -hmm. slope, but it's like that journey. It's just like you have to keep thinking like, okay, well, if I did this, I can just, I can fix it tomorrow. Everything will be good and just keep going. That really hit me as I was visualizing it. Like you basically have a choice, right? You've got communities that we're talking about where you can turn to when you're feeling weak, you're feeling vulnerable, you're feeling hurt, you can turn to for support. Yeah. And at the same time, you've got communities that can make you feel worse about yourself, mm -hmm. go deeper into the hole, like you said, yeah. spiral down. Um, so as you were saying, I'm like, wow, it really, I know this, but it just hit me for some reason. Like it really comes to a choice. Yeah. Do you choose to use, it's like a superpower, right? Do you choose to use it for good or do you choose to use it for bad? Yeah, and I think it's it's good to like hit those lows because then you know you're like, oh gosh, I don't want to get back to that point again. Mm -hmm. And then as you feel yourself getting back to it, you're like, okay, what do I need to do? Just like make small changes, do something, just kind of do something a little bit different to try to get you back on track. Mm. But you're right about making those choices because you, as a human, you have a certain amount of energy you can emit. You can either use it for positivity or negativity because there are a bunch of websites 
websites and forums online where you can literally just go bash creators and bash influencers and stuff and people love that or you can use it to better yourself like it and learn something so at the end of the day social media is simply a tool it is not mm -hmm. good or bad it is how you want to use it and I think for us here we choose to use it to make a positive impact on people's lives um, but there are some people that knowingly use it to make another type of impact on people's lives because it gives them views and it's it's entertaining and whatever um, and going back to your question about the responsibility I think that when you have a platform you are responsible for the impact that you're going to have whether you think you shouldn't have responsibility or not you do um, talk to me bit about your video so um, the perfect body just freaking blew up mm -hmm. um, I've, I've watched it many times now <laughs> and it still hits me when I watch it it is so powerful and talking about the responsibility you have I felt like that was so on point of a video of saying like calling people on their shit basically mm -hmm. um, that could have been damaging to your brand as well though so did you consider that at all and then what did that video mean to you that video meant a lot to me because that video was when all those comments about my body had gotten to a point where I could not take it anymore. People just kept attacking the way that I looked. Um, and so after crying and hugging myself in fetal position and talking to Sam, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take all of these comments and use it for my audience and against those people. Mm. And so the, I let those comments physically shape my body what if I made myself look like how you wanted me to look like and so I think that really helped people visualize how those comments were affecting me emotionally mm -hmm. as a person as a woman and when I first put out that video it really was for myself it was a healing thing um, but it ended up resonating with so many people and I'm glad that it did because it also helped me feel less alone yeah mm -hmm. that's like everyone's going through the same thing and you know that also hit me fairly recently too when I was like having like a terrible day and it's just made me so much more aware too of of like what people everyone's struggling with something yeah everyone's going through something and, and nobody so, knows everything either they don't yeah. and it's just I just wish people could just be kind but that's so hard when you are going through something so it's like I feel I understand but it's like use that to better yourself instead of like trying to bring somebody else down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've mentioned empathy a lot and I totally hear you. When I got that first hate message, the first thing I said is, okay, I'm, she's mentioned my weight. Yeah. So A, that's like the first signal that why is that a trigger for her? Right. So then I went through right. it like, okay, clearly food is a trigger. Seeing someone that is my weight either triggers her in the sense of is she struggling because she's anorexic right like i'm just projecting yeah, right, like right, right. okay well if she sees that she's trying to get better and somehow well, my post activated something in her mm -hmm. so part of me was like apologizing like i'm look i'm sorry if this upset you but yeah. at the same time I don't think it's healthy to just apologize to people without giving. And so I actually gave context. So I was like, Look. so I was defending myself totally. Yeah. And I sent it in afterwards. I was like, Lisa, like, should you have done that? Should you not have done that? Am I like making things worse for her? But being empathetic, like is so freaking huge that that changed everything on how I feel about certain yeah. things. Uh -huh. I mean, you don't want to like make somebody feel bad, but you're like, you don't know what I'm going through either. Right. So I think sometimes you do have to defend yourself. Like if I'm not getting a lot of hate, then I know that I'm still staying inside of like my little bubble. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's like, okay, great. Like people are hating me. Cool. Then this is reaching a whole nother audience because you know, if you are staying sort of stagnant, like even recently, I was like, well, I haven't posted that much. Everyone loves my content. I'm like, hmm, no one said they hate me recently. I was like, what am I doing right? Or like, <laughs> I need to like do something. I don't know. It's, it's just like going outside of 
your comfort zone uh -huh. and sort of going outside of your audience that loves you. It's like finding those other people because even though you are finding people that hate you, you're also finding some people that do like you. Um, all right, so you've got to give two things, the best and the worst thing about social media. Mm. Oh boy. Okay, uh, <laughs> the best thing about social media is that you can reach so many people and get your message across, um, regardless of time zones, geography, or really anything else. So I love that about social media. It's a marketing tool. Uh, the worst thing about social media is the recent culture that it's evolved into where everyone feels like their opinion is so important and that they will just say the craziest things so you can get like the most comments mm -hmm. and the most likes and the most whatever. And normally you just see this in like uh, Facebook news stuff, the first comment. <laughs> and I, I, I go read those because I'm like, what does the rest of our nation look like? Because living on the coast, sometimes we get, you know, we're in our own bubbles too and we don't actually see what's going on with the rest of the nation. So. I mean, I'd say the worst thing is just getting sucked into it, you know, mm. especially when you're mm. down and like mm. not at your best. You start scrolling through and you seeing how great everything is and then you do fall into that trap. So it's like trying to pull yourself out of that. But I mean, the greatest thing about it is like the friends that I've made. Mm. I mean, this has become a career. It's completely changed my life and it's changed so many people's lives as well. I mean, it really can be such an incredible tool. I mean, it really is what you make of it. Mm -hmm. And when you do feel yourself, going down that hole of scrolling and starting to feel bad about yourself, put the phone away, go do something else just like to better yourself. Yeah. Um, what is your superpower? I think my ability to be resilient mm. is a superpower because I have fallen down so many different times and I've wanted to give up, but in the end I actually don't want to give up and I just get myself back up and that's when the changes start happening and the good stuff starts happening. So you would think after a while you would get tired, right, of mm. falling, getting back up, but actually each time it makes me stronger. I love that. Jeez, this is really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think just being able to not quit because mm. in what we've been doing, I mean, you haven't quit either, so mm -hmm. obviously like the resilience is there. So mm -hmm. I think just, you know, being able to just deal with things and I mean, we've dealt with so much mm -hmm. stuff and it just continues mm -hmm. to happen and I think just each piece of those failures and, and things that have happened in your life, like that just keeps building you. I and mean, it really does make you stronger. Like mm -hmm. I love Lego, by the way, just to talk about oh, it. But really? like, uh -huh. just like building like Lego sets, like Aww. for me, like that's also like sort of my, my yoga, my meditation is I build Lego sets. But like building, it really, like life really is just like, you know, piece by piece, you're putting together pieces, something that you learned before, it's gonna help you not make that same mistake. Or if you do make that same mistake, you're like, okay, I should have learned the first time. Mm -hmm. So I just think not quitting is, is one of mine. I Good. love that. Where can people find you guys? Where can they find all the amazing stuff that you're doing? Um, I just seen everywhere, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, everywhere. Blog Any platform. everywhere. I feel like we've been around long enough that we actually have it everywhere. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so yes, much for you. coming. Guys, guys, you've got to go check both of these out. Like I said, full disclosure, I know them both, but I freaking adore them. You've got to check out everything they're doing because, um, like they said, they've got so many platforms that they could be talking about. They could be putting out negativity. You see all the bad content out there. Like, they could be doing that, but they don't. Every single time, they choose authenticity and promoting um, empowerment, and that's what I freaking love about these guys, whether it's playing video games, uh, talking about workouts or clothing. Like, these women are really, really doing incredible stuff, so go check them out. If you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Billy. And if you're not subscribed, click that little subscribe button down there. And until next time, guys, go be the hero of your own life. Peace out.